Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Baywatch Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Span. This is episode number 25 of the Baywatch, and I am here joined by my lovely wife, Mrs. Span. Say what's up to the people, baby. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Oh, we still on that, huh? Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that did not die. <laughs> You know, that did not die, but apparently Carol Baskin's husband did. But uh, yeah, we are here with episode 25, man. Um, We've been watching uh, quite a lot of Netflix, but a lot of Netflix and eating around here. Um, And uh, we got like four different, like, let's see, we got three movies and one miniseries that we kind of watched. Three of those were on Netflix and the other one was like one of those direct to your crib like releases and shit. so we're going to get into that. Uh, we watched um, Coffee and Kareem. Mm-hmm. We've watched uh, Six Underground. Mm-hmm. We've watched uh, Unorthodox. Yep. And we've also watched Bloodshot. So we're going to kind of go through, uh, you know, some of the things that stuck with us throughout, you know, those viewings and everything. You know, what we think about those, whether we liked them or not, probably give them a rating. Um and that is what it is. But before we get into all of that, of course, we got to let you guys know how to get in touch with us over here at the Baywatch Podcast and let your voices be heard. Go ahead and hit us up at the hotline at area code 313-288-0485. That's area code 313-288-0485. Leave us those voicemail messages. And of course, those messages will get he- uh, played here live on the show and responded to in kind. You can also email us here at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Leave us those emails. Emails, and of course, those emails will get right here and responded to live as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Well, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. My name on both of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. So you can go ahead and follow me there. Chop it up with your man Span throughout the week. And you can also follow my wife at uh, on Twitter at where, baby? Uh, Podcast Bay. Go ahead and do that. And uh, get you know follow her with the shenanigans over there too. <laughs> and uh, also hit us up on our website, www.thespanreport.com. You can go there. Uh, you can leave comments there on the website. You can donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And of course, we really do appreciate every dime over here at the Span Report Podcast Network and the Baywatch Podcast specifically. You can also hit us up with a five-star review on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. Those five-star reviews are the ones that get right here live on the show. We really appreciate everybody who does that. Doesn't cost you a dime, just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you rocking with us over here at the Baywatch Podcast, right? And there's a separate feed. Now, I know you can get all of this stuff on the Span Report Podcast Network feed, but each show on the Span Report Podcast has its own feed. So if you would do us the favor of going to those shows on uh, on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio and leave us a five-star review, that would be very much appreciated. We really do. Uh, we'll, we would very much like for you guys to go ahead and do that. But uh, before we get started here, babe, we got some feedback in the Span Report Podcast Network group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. about our review of uh the tiger king okay right so we got this uh this, this well this message here this comes from crystal uh crystal writes in she says uh y'all have a huge heart on for mr exotic my sympathy for the people on this show is slim to none joe treated people poorly and karma got him once Jeff got arrested, his main MO was to never go back. So he was extremely he was in extreme survival mode when they set Joe when they set up Joe. It was like taking candy from a baby. They didn't have to do a lot of work to set him up. Joe Joe talked himself to jail. Joe, Joe saw that tear tattoo under Alan's eye and that ignited his mania into wanting to kill Carol. And about Carol. Number one, 
she might had something to do with her husband, her ex-husband's disappearance. Number two, Peter is all right with her. They call her out on some things. She fixed it and worked and worked with him. Okay, uh, that alone. I, I guess she means uh, she worked with them. That alone should speak volumes because if you breathe on a cockroach heart, here comes Peter. Number four, view Carol as an overzealous baby Christian running through the after hours joint with a second with a school mom dress on, Bible thumping and judging everybody, even though they were up in their last month smoking and drinking. Number five. Don't compare Carol's volunteers to Joe and Doc halfway and Doc's halfway house work release harem slash cult. Those people look either school age or retirement age where they have a home to go to each and every night and they have the disposable income and time to chill and take care of the cats. With all that being said, I don't even bang with Carol like that. She's a homewrecker and was involved in her ex's disappearance. At the end of the day, Joe is a dirt bag and dirt bags attract dirt bags. So Jeff taking his zoo, good for him. Joe is being too irresponsible and egomaniacal to properly hold that uh, hold down that zoo. I kind of view Joe as Trump and Jeff as Putin. How y'all feel bad for Joe when everybody he knows ratted him out for it, ratted him out. It's for a reason. In conclusion, F Joe, F Jeff, F Carol, F Doc, F Tony Montana, stop caping and crying over Joe. He started feeling himself and needed to be stopped. Well, seems to me, Carol didn't, I mean, uh, Crystal didn't necessarily uh, care for what we had to say about the Tiger King, man. Like, <laughs> um, any thoughts on what she said, baby, at all? Um, Thank you so much for your commentary. Ooh. Um, but <laughs> no, I you know, hey, yeah. people are allowed to have their opinions. Indeed. Uh, I don't remember, nor do I feel like I was like caping whatever for um for Joe. I mean, I feel like we did point out like his wrongs mm-hmm. or whatever else. Um I don't feel like there's anyone's side to be... I'm on the side of the Tigers. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm on anyone's side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nor am I going to go back and listen to that episode to really, like, yeah, pick it apart or see. So, mm-hmm. And that was, that was episode 23. <clears throat> I can't say that I feel like I was on... I Because I, I don't right now feel like I was on either one of their sides. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like we really compared their... The two camps or as you as you should say i feel like we brought up points or like facts or what we saw from each different one but i don't feel that any i don't feel like any one is better in a sense than than the other yeah um yeah real talk i kind of feel like you're being a little unfair to us um for one like you start this off telling us we got a huge heart on for joe and then you go through this list of how like Carol is kind of all right, but you don't like her. And truthfully speaking, that's kind of how we were with Joe. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, there were like, if you want to call them sympathies, I just kind of felt like, yeah, there were some things that were going on with Joe as fucked up as Joe was. You can still point out that some of the things that were happening to him were fucked up. Like, that's what, yes, that's how I felt. I felt very like, I think I even, I don't know if I really expressed it or maybe I didn't like articulate it very well, but I felt like, yes, Joe is was a fucked up person. Yeah. But I just, I'm one of those people that like, I can see the human and like 
most people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to. I had. I think that some of the things that were happening to him were fucked up. Like some of the ways that people were doing him dirty, or some of the ways that people were laughing at him, or whatever. Like yeah, then like when you kind of fucking humanize it, it kind of is fucked up. Yeah. That's not to say he shouldn't be punished for his crimes. And I know that I said that. He definitely should be punished for the things that he's did. Mm-hmm. He definitely did mistreat the animals, which mm-hmm. is the main should be the main focus on the situation. Yeah. Cuz the animals, I mean, yeah, they're tigers or whatever, but you keep them in cage like you shoot a tiger, the tiger can't tell you like, "Hey, like that hurt my feelings" or like, "Hey, you hurt me." You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he did humans and animals dirty. Yeah, and I think we we highlighted the fact that like we were both kind of like put off by like he like he was feeding his his staff rotten meat you know what i'm saying when they like they were going through those uh you know those trash bins where like there was meat and everything in the like they weren't even refrigerated they're just pulling meat up out of these garbage bags or these garbage cans yeah and like you know eating that and that was part of their compensation like when you saw the uh the the living quarters of how they were like living mm-hmm. it it was like shit and we pointed out that like he was going to get like vagrants you know what i'm and, saying he was, he was picking on some he was picking up some of the more vulnerable people in the area to come work at the park we pointed that out um i also think that because of the nature of this program like and because of the nature of our show like yes we did and we will continue to compare when there's two different sides of things. And I think it's fine that we compared um, Carol's situation, Carol, how she's running the Big Cat Rescue, mm-hmm. and um, Joe, how he's running his, whatever it's called, <laughs> and um, Doc Antle and how he's running his situation. We, we're we not saying that these things are all comparable. Mm-hmm. We're just stating the facts about... Like, one person runs their thing this way, this other person runs their show the other way, and this person runs their show the other way. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's really a hierarchy in the situation, like, saying that Carol, you know, is... These people are volunteers and and whatever else. I mean, I think that there's good and bad things about probably each situation. Um, It seemed to me, as far as comparing, it seemed to me like Joe was picking up vagrants and like getting these people but i think he was in his mind he was giving them a chance Mm -hmm. and i think that their situation was run a lot more like a family more like they all it wasn't run as like a strict business i don't think any of those people are strict business people i don't think joe is a strict business person i think he was running his shit more in like a casual manner it was like fucking cowboys and whatever else going on there I think Carol is very business minded and very money minded, but she's oh, yeah. running her situation very much like a business. Mm-hmm. And the people, while yes, they're volunteering, I don't know their financial situations. I know one lady was like, yeah, I don't ever take off Christmas. Yeah. If you're a volunteer, you know what I'm saying? So in a sense that the, just like people were buying into Joe's way of thinking and way of life and how he was running shit, those people are buying into Carol's way of however she likes to run things yeah now yes maybe they did have homes to go to or whatever but that's how carol was running her shit joe was running a whole different operation mm-hmm. and as far as doc Antle goes like you know they showed them houses that the women lived in and they was some pretty big ass houses and yeah. whatever else like they did show both sides of that situation he's running his shit more like a 
a harem of women. He's got a whole nother process of thinking. Mm -hmm. So, but regardless, the people that are involved with each of those people are buying into those people's way of doing shit. Yeah. So I don't think it's fair to say that we shouldn't compare or compare them because it's a documentary, a docu-series about these different kinds of people. Of course, we're going to compare them. Yeah. And I also, um, you know, as we were talking about, because I believe that if we're talking about like Doc Antle, if we're talking about Joe Exotic, if we're talking about Carol Baskin, like ultimately we're talking about um, what we end up talking about is how they end up treating the people who also work at these zoos with them. Mm-hmm. And if Carol Baskin is a millionaire, she came into some money because of her relationship with her, uh, her, her disappeared husband. She's a millionaire. She's running this park. She's not letting people come to that park and visit for free. I'm looking at the, you know, the, like the, uh, the admissions, like for one person, like it's $50 a person to get in that park. And this isn't even the kind of park where you go and you're petting the animals, yeah. which we've learned is is wrong and shouldn't be done. Yeah, but it's fifty. This bucks is a person. just to look at animals in cages, through fences and cages. If you go through a feeding tour, that's seventy nine dollars per person. And this is not where you're feeding the animal. This is you watch you're someone throw someone feed, some meat into so, the tiger cage and so when we, when we start talking about how they are treating their employees slash volunteers yes joe exotic has his his workers eating spoiled meat and living in deplorable fucking conditions and then carol baskin yeah they're volunteers but she's got them working 365 days a year some of them aren't you know taking time off to be with family during the holidays or whatever else and and She's making money at this park. So the idea that like she can make money off of the park and don't pay any of the people who work there. Yeah, I think that's kind of shady. Now, you can, you know, you can like dress that up as like they volunteering or whatever else. But ultimately, what I'm getting back to is, although you would say that you think that we have a hard on for Joe, Joe Exotic, truthfully speaking, we just acknowledge that as fucked up as Joe Exotic is. There were some. There were also some things that happened to Joe that were equally fucked up, and I think both of those things can be true without you, you know, without um, having to put one above the other. I thought all of them were equally fucked up. Nobody in this series came out looking good. No, nobody. And I don't think that we felt. I don't think that we. No, I don't think said so that um, anyone came out looking good. You know, I didn't even get to ask you, like, if you had to pick who to work for, who would you? None pick? of them. I would admit, you know me, baby. Yeah, I know. I, it, it ain't no way in hell. First of all, ain't no way in hell Joe Exotic going to talk to me crazy like that. <laughs> True. <laughs> ain't no way in hell Carol going to have me working them amount, of hours, them amount of hours and not pay my ass. And, you know, Doc Antle ain't going to try to have my black ass working there anyway. You he know had, he, well, the thing is, I, he did have men working there. Yeah. And I, I did see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, sorry that you got that from, you know, from I just our think, show, I mean, but... It's cool I, we disagree, but, you know, and I... That, that's that's the, the, the part there. Like, it's cool that we disagree. We see it differently. I appreciate she wrote in to tell us though. So we could leave it there. Cool. There we go. So that was our listener feedback from the Tiger King. That was a lot. We kind of went out on a tangent there. Um, but we did, like I said, we watched quite a few different things on, um, on Netflix these last couple weeks. Um, 
I guess I could just start off with the one we hated the, like the most. Okay. <laughs> uh, coffee and Kareem. Yes. And I, you know, I am ashamed to say mm. that I just got, I just recently, like after we had watched it, mm-hmm. I just recently got the fact that it's supposed to be like coffee and cream because they're one's black and yeah. one's white. But yeah. it's coffee and cream. <laughs> All right. Okay. Babe. I didn't, I didn't, I did not catch that at first. Okay. So, um, I got the trailer here. For those of you who haven't watched it, I did pull up the trailer so you can kind of get a little bit of an idea as to, like, what they're going for here. So let me go ahead and play this clip here real quick. You have the right to remain silent! Aren't you trained for shit like this? Let's do this. What the... Kareem needs to go by a friend's house after school. And he asked that you pick him up. When my mom dated just one guy, and we became BFFs. You were BFFs with a grown-ass man? There's literally documentaries on Netflix about why that's so sick and fucked up. I think that's a different... You expect us to be BF... Fuck out of my face, man. Uh, good talk. Welcome back to my channel. Remember when I told you about that white cop who was humping my mom? Well, now you see what happens when you fuck with me. Pig stuck his dick in the wrong blanket. They stand that you've been talking about to deal. Oh, shit. Hey, who's back there? Green, run! Go! Go! Get him! Back up, yo. Your dick is rubbing against my ass. Well, then turn towards me. I don't want to rub dicks either. All right. That's a minute of the trailer this is a two and a half minute trailer i'm not gonna play the whole thing but short synopsis little black boy finds out his mom is dating a white cop he don't like it so he gonna set this guy up to be like shot and killed by the local drug dealer right um and of course comedy ensues yada 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 they uh purportedly made this film here in detroit now did they make it in Detroit or is it just set in Detroit? It, well, that's what I should say. Yeah. Set in Detroit. It's clearly, they didn't make this movie in Detroit. If they did, they probably got like some stock footage or um, maybe they like a, a couple couple scenes. But yeah, like when you're from Detroit and like it's movies that are supposedly set in Detroit, you know this little shit like that. I remember one of my biggest pet peeves about the movie Detroit that was about the, uh, I want to say the 68 riots here. And what happened at the uh, motel with the police or whatever, that they didn't make that movie here in Detroit. They made that shit in Boston. And um, another movie that was supposedly based here in Detroit that they didn't really make here in Detroit, that they made that shit in Boston, was um, uh, shit, White Boy Rick. They didn't make that here. And then it just also makes me wonder, like, damn, like, I kind of want to go to Boston so I can see if it really does, like, look like Detroit. And the other part is I'm kind of salty that, because I remember they used to have... um, here in Michigan, they had like a lot of like, there was film, there was like incentives, tax incentives for them to make movies here. Mm-hmm. And Governor Snyder snatched that shit. And so, um, right around the corner from us, they were supposed like there was um, they were supposed to have like a, a movie studio that they were building up right around the corner on Southfield Road. And when they pulled those tax incentives, that shit just pulled right on out. So a lot of the movies that would have normally been made here, like the movie like Detroit or a movie like this one here, that would have normally been made here. Because the tax incentives were pulled out, they just don't make them here. So, yeah. so you got that going on. But um, yeah, uh, this film has Taraji P. Henson. She's uh, uh, Vanessa Manning. 
Her son is uh, Kareem. He's played by a kid named Terrence Little uh, Garden High. And Coffee, uh, the, the police officer that's dating his mom, is uh, Ed Helms. These are the three stars of the film. Um, off top, I'm just going to ask, baby, what did you think of it? Like, what was... <laughs> just, just just throw them out there. Give, get them thoughts, baby. Uh, it wasn't really my favorite. Mm. It wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, probably... Okay, like, if this movie had came out in the theater, it would be one of those movies where, like, I was going to see it because you wanted to go see it. Oh, yeah. Because you yeah, like goofy yeah. shit like that. Yeah, That's yeah. not really my bag. Um, But it wasn't really my favorite. Mm-hmm. It just... The novelty of, like, a little fat boy, like, cussing at grown-ups, yeah. it, it, it could be super funny. Like, what was that movie... Good boys. Yeah. Where, like, the little boys was just, like, they had the, the, uh, right, the right balance of, like, they're, like, cussing or whatever, but, like, they're kind of doing it wrong, and, like, yeah. they still, like, want their mom, and, like, they're still, like, little kids, but, like, realistically, like, you kind of cuss with your friends or whatever when you're yeah. that age. This kid was, like, just... <laughs> Richard Pryor on fucking steroids. I mean... Like, this kid from the time he was two was probably watching Eddie Murphy raw, fucking Chris Rock bring the pain. He like, cussing, talking about dicks, talking about sex, talking... Just like, he was just real raunchy. Yeah. The kid was, and the novelty of it... It wears off quick. It, it wore off really quick, because it just wasn't done that well. And not only that, I think they... They pretty much tried. They that was the movie's crutch. Like throughout the entire film, it was just like, well, let's see what kind of crazy shit we can get this kid to say next. And if that's what you're basing, like the soul, like the, if that's the premise of the film, like let's see how much crazy foul shit we can get this kid to say. Yeah. Then like, you know, I know that you're not looking for like anything deep or nothing like that. But ultimately, it's like, all right, like it stopped being funny. A while ago like all right we get it the kid can cuss like we get it he's you know but the, i guess the thing here's what it is like naturally an 11 to 12 year old boy like as adults watching that like they're funny to us the way that kids like lo- like their logic the way that they reason and stuff yeah it's funny without all the extra raunchy stuff yeah so i think they could have played more into the fact that like okay, he got himself into some shit and then now he's like a kid, he needs like the adult's help and like he's like, they could have like played more into that but instead they just made him like pretty much a fucking dick the whole time. You know? (laughs) And on top of that, I kind of feel like they wasted Taraji P. Henson in this movie. You know what I feel like? Mm. I feel like Taraji P. Henson is going to be like the the Jennifer Lewis of our time. Like she's going to start getting like sucked into she's always gonna be like the sassy black mom you think so yes i think i think what's saving her is that she also does really well in like drama and she's still gonna get cast in a lot of dramas but i think as far as like black movies go mm-hmm. and as like as just as far as just black movies i'm talking about just like simple <laughs> you know the comedies the rom-coms and stuff like that I yeah. think she's gonna. She's always gonna have a check because it's especially as she gets older, she's gonna be like the sassy black mom, like America's black mom. <laughs> okay, you know what? I I can see it. I can see. I kind of hope that that's that she doesn't get pigeonholed in that way. I mean, I think 
I think right now she's going to do a lot more like with dramas and just different different roles and stuff because she does that. She plays like she can play like that raw like emotion. She can play yeah. that and stuff really well. But as she gets older, she going to be she going to be <laughs> yeah. And like shout out to Jennifer Lewis cuz like the thing with like Jennifer Lewis is that she's also so like multi-talented. Like that lady can sing and everything. Yeah. yeah. And like and I can't remember a movie though. Or I I can't ever remember a role where Jennifer Lewis wasn't playing somebody's mama, whether it was on TV or in a movie. Yeah. Like, everything I've seen her in, she was mama in something. Yeah. And she has talked about that before I listened to, um, gosh, I think it's like RuPaul's podcast. And they had her on and she was like, yeah, people, you don't, you think because I'm not like a star you know, like the the headlining star of a movie or yeah. whatever, you think like, oh, she don't got money like that. But she's like, think about all the movies I've been. Think about how many yeah. moms, mamas, aunties that I've been. Yeah, I got paid for each and every one of those roles. Like, I'm on a show right now, and I'm someone's uh, mom and someone's grandma. And because I'm not, I mean, she to me, she kind of makes that show. Her and Diane do. Oh she yeah, makes black. They, they are the stars of that. But to me. I mean, if you like, she's always like a supporting role, but like always. And it, them jobs pay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> them jobs pay. So, um, if you had to give uh, Coffee and Kareem any stars, baby, what would you give it? I mean, I don't think it was bad. I think it's good that it was, you know, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think I'd have been more pissed if I would have had to, like, spend money <laughs> to go see it yeah. and everything like yeah. that. I think I'd have been more, it would have been more of a letdown. But, I mean, I'll give it, like, a two and a half. Oh, man. You much I more think generous it, to this film Because I, I think if, you, if you're bored, um... And you kind of just want to laugh to kind of like ease the pain. And also, I see the thing about it is, is I don't like raunchy, raunchy humor is just not my kind of humor. Mm-hmm. That's your kind of humor. That's definitely my you kind of humor. You love a good raunchy oh, yes. comedy. I am, and that yes. is not, that has never been my thing. Mm-hmm. So if you, you might like it more than I did if you like raunchy comedy or whatever else. So that's also, I would give it like a two and a half because I don't think, would I watch it again? No. Would I pay to go to the movie theater to see it? No. Would I buy it on DVD? No. But like, am I mad that I watched it? No. Because we did get some laugh. Like we laughed. We did laugh. There was some laughs. But I think like for me, like, like I said, I think you're much more generous to this film than I am as far as the stars giving because I don't know if I can go past one and a half on <laughs> this one. And ultimately, I think it's because of the fact that like I feel like they just lean too much into just having his kids curse the whole fucking film. Like, I just, at a certain point, it stops kind of, like, the effect then wore off. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, I was just like, eh. I mean, it was, I'm glad we we watched it at home. Um, I think Good Boys is a lot better than this was. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Good Boys was not straight to Netflix. But no, it wasn't. that's the thing about it nowadays. Like, it doesn't even matter if something something straight to Netflix because Netflix be coming out some fucking masterpieces. Yeah, Netflix be having some shit. So um, I will. Say, I guess my points are more for like I enjoyed Taraji. Yeah, and I enjoyed the white dude, the cop. Mm-hmm. I always like him. He's always like that kind of like bumbling, nervous kind of character. Mm-hmm. Well, not always, but that's like his thing. Yeah, and I enjoyed him i didn't enjoy the kid but i enjoyed those two and like the i always one thing that will make me laugh is like the kind of like the the not so gangster gangsters (laughs) 
the not so gangster gangster. Yeah, like oh, yeah. the funny gangster. You know, where they're just like all the bumbling idiots. Yeah, like that. I mean, I don't know. I kind of I liked them. So I kind of wish because it was a comedic film. I kind of wish that David Allen Greer had a bigger role in this movie. Um, he was the guy who played the uh, the chief. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, like, and he also. I mean, he's a com- you know comedy legend. You know, he's been on. You know, so many different uh, projects, but like most notably, like being in on In Living Color. Yeah. Um, you know, like I would have much like I I would have I would have liked to have seen more of him in this movie. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was interesting was the lady who played Detective Watts, Betty Gilpin, was also in uh, the Hunt. The Hunt. Yeah. And like I'm starting to believe that like maybe that's her thing too, like being it just like you know, um, gu- th- guns. And, yeah. Like, like I think she's. Come, yeah, like definitely. Some of, that phys- some of that physical comedy and physical like, comedy and phys- sarcasm and just physical like being able to kind of like kick some ass. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely kind of coming up as that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, I give it like one and a half stars. Though. Okay. And you gave it what two and a half, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's what we got for uh for um coffee and Kareem. Coffee and Kareem. Let me take this shit off my screen now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we did watch another movie on Netflix. This was more of an uh, of of an action film. Yes. Um, this was Six Underground. Yeah. Now, Six Underground starred uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Melanie Laurent, Manuel Garcia Ruffalo, Ben Hardy, Adria Arhornia. I hope I'm saying that right. Corey Hawkins, who some of you may uh, remember who... Uh, he played Dr. Dre in uh, Straight Outta Compton, uh, Dave Franco, and Lior Roz. And basically, this film is about uh, a billionaire who uh, goes kind of off the radar, and he's recruiting people for this special... He doesn't go off the radar. He fakes his own death. Well, he I fake... Think. Well, I mean, yeah. Fakes his own death, <laughs> goes off the grid, goes off the radar. Yeah. Like All of them like kind of go off the grid, fake their own deaths. But they become this unit where, like, uh, this sort of, I don't know, like, this tactical, like, special ops kind of, like, unit that he brought, he's brought together mm-hmm. to somehow pull off a coup in some fictional Middle Eastern country. Yes. Um, first things first, Michael Bay di- directed this film. Yes. And it is and you very can tell. Michael Bay. And you can tell. if you This is like Bad Boys 2... Uh, uh, what was that? Um, shit, Transformers. Yes, yeah, very like, on steroids. <laughs> they are fucking shit up. They fucking shit up. There's like the movie opens with this frantic ass like car chase. Yeah, and like you, you're they're interspersing like people who they're as they're introducing you to them. It's kind of, it's frantic as shit at, 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 at in the beginning, and you, you, it's kind of hard to pick. At least it was for me. It was kind of hard to pick up exactly what the fuck was happening mm. when this movie first came on, because like again, we're in the car chase, and then you got this guy doing parkour <laughs> over fucking Italy, yeah, as they're driving in a in, an Alfa Romeo uh, with four people. One person's in the back seat shot, and there's a, another woman who's supposedly like a surgeon doctor doing operation and shit in the back seat of this car while they're in a high speed chase. Then you got this one dude who is supposedly like this really badass driver. Yeah. Uh, you got another guy who's just like, what is he, just muscle? <laughs> uh, the, the the Latin dude, the big Latin dude. 
I guess. Yeah, it was it it was a lot. Um but ultimately like I said, they were like they were coming together to try to figure out uh how to well, not to how to figure out, but they were coming together to pull off a coup. Uh Ryan Reynolds, whose character's name is one, because they all have different numbers as their name. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Uh, and seven. <laughs> and um because one of them I'm not gonna say it, but anyway. Um they're they're going to pull off the coup and um I'm stuck. I don't because okay, I'm stuck. This movie is without like really telling I mean, because we kinda told everything with coffee and cream, so I don't know if you don't want to do let's not tell everything yeah. with the rest of these. Um this movie, if if you like the Fast and the Furious Okay, yeah. And you like um Transformers bad and boys. Bad Boys and um The Transporter and <laughs> you like that kind of like action packed yeah. movie where there's fast cars, a lot of good looking people shooting, everyone is good looking. Exotic locales. There is scenery. There there are awesome people getting shot and like the juicy blood goes everywhere. Yeah. And there are people in army outfits. There's tactical movement. If you like that kind of shit. There's your stereotypical Middle Eastern tyrant. Th- okay, there's there there's lots of shit like that. And if you like that kind of movie and you are not looking for something where you are going to deeply be invested yeah, in a the story, story is thin. I- then this movie is for you. Yeah. Because and I am that way. I am that person. She is. I enjoy a light hearted, light storied hardcore action movie. I want to see fucking tactical shit. I want to see people with multiple guns, people flipping, okay? I want to see fucking fast cars, you know? I want to see someone like a woman in some heels doing some shooting. I want to see, you know, kicking ass. Yeah. That's what I want to see. And also, one of the first things, one of the things I noticed, Ryan Reynolds, sort of like kind of how we were talking about, um, Taraji, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds has kind of found his niche too, because like he's like sarcastic. The sar- like I was looking at this movie and kind of like sarcastic badass, sarcastic badass. But I was also seeing ah oh, Deadpool. It was great, <laughs> and I think also because a lot of it like okay, I don't okay. So with Deadpool, there's a lot of like narration, and also like a lot of times when he's talking, you can't see his mouth. Yeah. So anytime like. Ryan Reynolds is like narrating. He still has he has that same like sarcastic tone, yeah. which I don't mind. I I, I like didn't mind it. it either, but it just it just made me think of Deadpool the entire time yeah. we were watching. I was just thinking, huh, Deadpool. It made me think of Deadpool. It made me think of with especially the blonde lady. It made me think of like Atomic Blonde or like Uma Thurman type. Uh, what is that? Kill Bill. Kill Bill. It made me think of that. It made me just think of like most of the like the action movies that like, alright, cool. Like, if you like action movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Okay. Because I think people people like action movies, but people are like you belong to like a franchise. Yeah. When it comes to action movies. Like, if you're a Fast and, Fast and Furious person, you you know what I'm saying? You're you like see all of them. You like, like that kind of film. Um, here's a question. Do you think that they could make more of these? Yeah. 
They could. Yeah. They could. Um, and truthfully speaking, had this movie, I think this movie would have done very well had it gone to the, like the theaters. I think it would have been a much better experience going to the theater. Yeah. Okay, but actually, I was, that's what I mean. I was thinking experience. about this before we started recording. That like, for some of us, I don't know if you experienced this, but like, I've experienced it where a movie was. I don't know a better way to explain it other than like it was too wiggly. Like, mm. if you okay, have you ever like watched someone on like Instagram Live or like someone's stories on Instagram and like they drop their phone or like their phone shakes mm-hmm. or like they have like a shaky? Mm-hmm. That movie, I think seeing it in a screen, it would have been very a lot to focus on. Very much bright colors, very much like things are moving fast, mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on. Like, yeah. And I'm sure they probably would have had like some kind of 3D glasses or whatever you're supposed to. Oh, they would have come the out. Movies, it definitely would have been in 3D. You know, and so that is a factor because it was very frantic. There's a lot of like the way the transitions, kind of nerdy like film stuff, but like not necessarily just like it's a lot of jump, flash, bang. Yeah. And a lot of spinning transitions, which is kind of like if the if you if you're kind of like have the camera and instead of it fading out or whatever, it's as if the cameraman is like running away from the shot and yeah. then it fades out really quickly. Um, so there's a lot of like movement just yeah. in general and there's a lot of action. But I definitely think it probably would have been a much better I mean, and we have a big T V and we have like a sound bar and like, you know, whatever else so like our experience was was pretty okay like i think we watched it we turned the lights off like yeah so i mean i think it is like if you have you know a nice tv or whatever at home like i'm not saying don't watch it but i think it would have done i think especially with ryan reynolds as the main person i think a lot of people are going just for yeah like i said I, i believe that you know if this is your thing this got everything you pretty much want Right. Yeah. It's got the action. It's got the it's got like the you know the sarcastic comedy. It's got the the, the good looking people. It's got the exotic locales. It's got the, it's the got fast fighting. cars. It's got all the fighting. It's got guns. all the fucking guns you want. Yeah. It's like if if that's your thing, you should probably watch Six Underground. I'm just saying, like, I feel like if I, Parkour. And it's got parkour. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> fucking parkour, bro. Like this parkour, dude like parkour. a real life fucking Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was. But then um, like I said, like if this movie I think if this like if this hadn't come straight to Netflix, a lot more people would know about it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it would it would probably do pretty well at the box office. I think if it would have done like, pretty you know, well. Just a, a, also, a theater uh, release. I think but hinging on when it would have come out, because I don't think it can could compete with like coming out you know, on a Marvel. Oh no! I think a like Marvel is going to knock any action movie that's out. It's going to really knock it down a few notches or whatever. So I don't know if that has something to do with like why it didn't. Um, well, you know, after Endgame, you know, Marvel is like you know kind of getting ready for like Phase Four for like they totally coming up with a new story arc and everything. So if you were going to come out with some shit like this, now would be the yeah, time probably, to do it. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Now would be the time to do it. So um, uh, you know. How many stars would you give this one, baby? I don't. I mean, would you give it? Yeah, I mean, I I think it was fine. That's why I think it was like a 
four. I liked it. Okay. It's but the thing is, like, it's my kind of thing. That's your thing. Man. I like that's your shit. You know, I don't want to be too like wrapped up in drama and like too many fucking weird sex scenes and shit. Like, I just want to like see some shit blow up. Yeah. <laughs> see some people go zoom zoom. There wasn't no awkward sex scene in there though. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I wasn't expecting that one. Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, man, I would get this um. I would get this like three and a half. Okay. I would give it three and a half stars. Um, like I said, I feel like they could make another one. I don't know if they will though. I don't think they will. And I feel like I would have to I think to, they should though. I would have to watch it again to see if I could like become more invested in the characters because I did find the parts where they would go back and tell like that kind of their backstory. Yeah. I found those pretty interesting and like how they all kind of came together. So, um, if they kind of leaned more into that, yeah, that's part of the reason why I think they should make another one. I think I would, I would, yeah, I would watch another one because it comes across like the way in which they did this in the storytelling, um, like with the flashbacks. You know, once they, you know, they'll go with the flashbacks, but now you're learning a little bit more about who this person is. It's like an origin story for like a superhero. Or, or something like yeah. that. You yeah. Yeah. And so, like, almost like Avengers and shit. Okay, so this is how this person came to be with us, and now we're a team. And, like, yeah. even in the, like, for the majority of this film, like, one, I'm gonna just shut the fuck up. But for the majority of this film, like, one guy comes on, and, like, his whole thing is just trying to figure out how did we come together? Who are we really? Yeah. You know? And so I think that they really should probably try to make another one. Six Underground 2 or some shit. Or... Seven Underground. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't... There yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. I, I liked would, it. I would give this three and a half. I think it was... I think it was pretty uh, pretty good. And as far as, like, action... It was like a big-ass budget action film. that You got straight to fucking Netflix, man. What more do you, could you really ask for, yeah, you know? Yeah, I liked it. So, uh, yeah. That's uh, Six Underground. Now, we did watch one more action flick. Uh, this came, uh, from, well, this is actually like, you know, one of the home releases. Okay. Um, I had to buy this movie. It wasn't a rental. <laughs> <laughs> so if you just go but watch it, again, if you just go but, watch it, you can go, you go have but this the shit thing, forever. The thing about it is, is we would have gone to the theater to see this yeah, movie. Yeah, we were, I was thinking about, like, when we saw the trailer, when was the last time we went to the show? I don't even know. But, I'm to think what the because last we would have went to the theater to see this movie, but like, I'm if, glad we didn't. If, I would have gone on my own if you didn't want to go. Because it's my kind... Again. It's her kind of shit. This is my kind of shit. I mean, my I like these shit. kind of shits too. But like, okay, so let's get into it, babe. Um, Bloodshot. Movie starring Vin Diesel. Uh, I don't think there's... Is there a way to talk about this movie without being, like, telling? I mean, they're... They're, <clears throat> they're listening to the Baywatch podcast. We've spoiled a lot of shit on every episode of this show. I know, but I'm saying like, I don't know. At this point of the Baywatch, like you're 25 episodes in with the Baywatch podcast. You might not want to listen yeah, to like, this shit. Let's, okay, so if you don't, if you if you want to watch these movies. I should put spoiler alert for the every last yeah, one. Yeah, like episode. that's what I'm saying. Like, because <laughs> I'd be pissed if like I was thinking like, yeah, I kind of want to watch that movie. And then like we just fucking blabbed it all to you. Yeah, but 
you know, we've done that on So I guess like if everyone. you want to watch this movie, maybe skip ahead to the next thing they were talking about or something. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you can put some like times in the notes or something. Uh, all right. I, I think. I, okay. Because <laughs> we be spoiling shit, man. Like, I just, like we just talk about what we seen, man. Like, you know. All right. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> and okay so bloodshot movie starring vin diesel uh isa gonzalez sam hagan uh toby kebble uh tallulah riley and lamorne morris and uh this is actually based off of a comic book of the same name and um vin diesel plays a character by the name of ray garrison who's uh like a special forces uh soldier uh who finds himself, you know, dead. And uh, some sort of, like, weapons company uh, figures out a way to bring him back to life and turn him into sort of the a super soldier ultimate weapon. So I do have the trailer for this so we can kind of, you know, get some, uh, some more of a understanding as to what the hell this is. And initiate sequence. Gina, I'm home. Memories are made of this. What is this place? I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you got yourself killed. At RST, we'd rebuild the most important assets in the U.S. military. Soldiers like yourself. You're the first who we've successfully managed to bring back. But improved, enhanced. With the technology in your veins, you have an army inside you that will not only make you stronger, he will heal you instantly. Holy shit. Now tell me, do you remember anything? Where are you going? I've got unfinished business. I'm gonna find the man who murdered my wife and kill him. It's not good. All right, shut him down. And an- All right. So, um, basically, they use this dude over and over and over again to kill the CEO's enemies uh, by erasing his memory and making him believe that those people are the one who killed him. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the ones that killed his wife. Well, the ones that killed his wife. But they killed him, too. Right? But more importantly, the right. ones that his, killed his, his motivation, wife. His motivation is that they killed his wife and he wants revenge on, on and they've also who they point him towards. Genetically, or they've altered him. Yeah. And they've put some kind of... Nano machine. Some shit in his, in his bloodstream blood that makes him, like, heal almost instantly. And, mm-hmm. like, he's, like, super strong and... Kind of reminds me a little bit. Just a tiny little bit of Luke Cage. Some experiment was done to him that made him super strong and invincible and everything else. Um, but uh, one of the things, one of the things that kind of stood out to me in this movie. So like, there's a couple other guys in the, uh, like some of the, a couple other soldiers. Yeah. Uh, that the company kind of sends out to go retrieve him. I guess 
one of the guys like just does not like him immediately immediately in the movie he's just like man what is this dude's deal like and they never fleshed that out like why is he so fucking pressed I to wonder not like him? if we're supposed to understand that because like I think the other guy was either a marine or he was in a different branch of the armed forces mm-hmm. and then Vin Diesel's character was I guess the army was like green berets Navy uh, army or, or something so I wonder if it was because of that that they he didn't like him yeah um I don't know it just seemed like uh it just didn't seem to me it didn't seem like they fleshed that like that conflict out like you get that he's annoyed with the fact that they keep using this dude to go you know carry out these assassinations yeah and he's like, I gotta go keep cleaning up after this guy. He like, he gonna say the same shit. Like, it's, it's almost as if he was annoyed with him. But I think maybe, yeah, he was like, it would have been better if he was just more so annoyed with the whole process. Yeah, because maybe he felt like he was being replaced. And I think that's what we were supposed to take away from it, because it seemed as though like when um, there was a there was a scene where like he had like these. Um, like almost on some Spider-Man kind of shit going on. And he's like, that was a, a upgrade that I'd suggested or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe he thought that he was the better weapon yeah. that they had, but they kept using this guy. And maybe this guy was his replacement. And that's why he was so upset with him. But even still, like we don't necessarily just like get that off top. This guy is just fucking. Yeah. I mean, then they had like that huge fight. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. They had a real big, like, well, all three of them did, kind of. But mainly him and Vin Diesel. Yeah. yeah. So, there was a... Uh, would you call this woman uh, who kind of, like, acts as though she's, like, a coach almost? Um, well, I guess you really couldn't call her a love interest, but, like, she's around, like, a lot. Yeah. And you would naturally assume that maybe she was a love interest. Yeah. What was his cousin? What was her name? I don't... I mean... Her name was KT. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really recall if they were really like super into each other. But I don't think because he was more so thinking about his his wife. His wife. Um, But I think because she was more like wanted to get out of the situation, but Mm -hmm. like pretty much couldn't that. Yeah. It was kind of. I don't know. It was kind of muddy. Yeah. Um, so I know this is one of those movies that we said that we would go to the movies to go see, like we would go to, to the theater to go see. Uh, I feel like Six Underground and this could have switched. Yeah. Like this could have been a straight to Netflix, whatever. And I think people, it still would have done well on Netflix, but I think also it probably would have done well in the theaters because people are going to see. People would have seen it. Because of Vin Diesel. Vin Di- yeah. Like, people are going to see it just off, like, the trailer was good, and, like, it made us want to see it, and then, like, if you're, you know, you're into action movies, like, you can trust that, like, if you see Vin Diesel, like, he's gonna be doing some shit. But almost, like, Vin Diesel kind of gets, like, is he kind of, like, becoming, like, great value Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Don't say that. I mean, I don't think he is. But like a lot of the shit that was happening in that movie, the- in that movie, in the Bloodshot, I could see the Rock, doing the Rock it. doing it because it's like. But I could see the Rock doing it, and the Rock not even be- have been like genetically altered. 
yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because they make it like The Rock be fucking just moving listen, mountains and shit. Listen, The Rock was pulling out helicopters barehanded. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, I believe it. I can, I can see it happening. You know what I'm saying? But, so, I mean, it's kind of like one of the... I think that the, the lead, the the role that Vin Diesel played is kind of like... It could have been interchanged with many different people. Like, I could see... What's my man's from... Um, was that the born the born identity oh shit like i could see that dude playing the same thing i could see matt Jason. damon yeah like i could really? see yes i could see i don't think matt damon is big enough to play that role like i could see him playing that and they i could see him uh, like i could see what's that dude oh god i can't think of who's always ben affleck maybe ben affleck only because ben affleck is a bigger guy I could just see a lot of different people. Like, I mean, if we want to go even like lower budget, I could see like Michael B. Jordan being the same character. <laughs> like, it's one of those things that like any muscly action <laughs> guy, you know what I'm saying, could be in that role. Well, within reason, like they have to be kind of a more serious, yeah, um, be able to be kind of more like brooding and serious. Mm-hmm. Shoot. I can see you being that guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, you know what I think my biggest problem with this movie is? What? I feel like we saw the whole movie in the trailer. Yeah. That's what I think my problem with this film is. I feel like most of the story we got in the trailer, and we could have done without seeing this at all. Because of the tra- Only because, like I said, I feel like we saw... If, if, if there was... M- if there was more, t- I don't feel like there was a whole lot more outside of what they showed us in the trailer for this movie. I mean, I feel like there were some things, but like, yeah, I, I, feel, I, I don't feel that way. I don't know. Okay. So what would you give it, babe, on a scale of five stars? <laughs> I, uh, I'll give it like a two and a half. Hmm. We're about the same. I'll give it two. Because like, would we have kind of been... We would. I think that's one of those movies where we probably would have walked out the theater and probably been like, looked at each other and kind of laughed. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, that was something. You know what I'm saying? Because it was not that it was bad, but like, it's one of those movies that like, it would be like a Sunday afternoon and shit else to watch on TV, and like that shit comes on TNT. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those type movies. Like, all right, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? This movie gonna be on TNT sooner than you motherfucking think, man. Yeah. This bitch gonna be on TNT, like, by June. Like, it's it's one of those kind of movies. Like, it's not bad. You're not gonna be mad that you watched it. And if you're, like, a super... Like, if you really like Vin Diesel and, like, you really buy into, like, his character... Mm. Because he's pretty much the same person he is in... Every fucking... Every fucking movie. So, if you like Vin Diesel and you kind of buy into that, then cool. And, like... Also, if you're a fan of that comic book, because I think that's a, that has something to do with this also. See, I had no idea it came from. I've never read that comic. I've, the first time I ever heard of Bloodshot was that movie trailer. Okay. So um, if, you're, if, this, if you are a fan of the comic, then maybe you'll be a fan of the movie. I don't know how close to the canon of the comic they stayed, you know, with this. But, you know... If you're familiar, you might, you might really enjoy this. I mean, just like kind of reading about it, Apparently, the comic is more leans more into like the sci-fi side of things, mm. and so I think if they would have taken it like leaned more into that and kind of let it get a little more weird, 
like because they made like they made you know old girl that was breathing with the installed ventilator thing yeah like they made her like super pretty super graceful super like stereotypical beautiful lady in an action movie yeah like you know what i'm saying she's gonna put some heels on she's gonna kick some ass yeah <laughs> she's gonna shoot some guns like she's gonna do some shit yep. you know what i'm saying like they, they if they just could have let it got a little bit more weird or let it got let it be a little bit more sci-fi-ish a little more science-y um that could have gone in a completely other direction but instead they leaned heavy into like the action. the action very like these people are fighters these people are now weapons like whatever else um i'm sorry one last critique remember the like um when we saw what was that will smith movie where he was fighting against himself. Gemini Man? Gemini Man. And we and like we saw how terrible the CGI was for those fight scenes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of got a lot of that in this movie. Oh, here too. see, I didn't get that. I, I kind of got a little bit. I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, all right. So, yeah, I get this uh, two and a half stars. And you said you give it, what, three? You said two, and I said oh, two and a half. Okay, two stars, my bad. I give it two. She gave it two and a half. And that's our thoughts on... Uh, Bloodshot. So we done went through Bloodshot, Six Underground, and Coffee and Kareem. Now, uh, the last thing that we're going to review tonight was a, is actually a mini series that we watched on Netflix, and it's called Unorthodox. Oh, I thought did we already talk about we watched that uh, Madam C.J. Walker? We did not talk about Madam C.J. Walker, but we can talk about Madam C.J. Walker. Rather talk about that. Let's talk than about, talk about <laughs> Unorthodox. Really? Yeah. I thought you liked Unorthodox. I did like Unorthodox, but I don't really think there's really much to say about it. And I would... I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we really, really, really liked Unorthodox. Okay, I won't say that. I did. I, mean, I, I liked it. Okay. But I didn't really, really, really like it. She liked it. She liked it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you think that I liked it so much. Um, But about madam cj walker because we did watch that and i did kind of forget that we watched that yeah um you know what did you think of it let's just go right there what did you think of like the story that was told and the you know of course it was based on so i know a lot of people were like you know having some issues with the story that was you know that was there but i know it's based on her life so what did you think of that miniseries you know i feel it left something to be desired Mm-hmm. I did not like the I think just kind of like the very first part where there was like interspersing between like this like fictional boxing match between Madam CJ Walker and the other lady. <laughs> yeah. Um I didn't like that part. And I also thought which a lot of people thought, I guess, that the music. Yeah, I, I was thrown. The way it. that this film was scored who who said okay to that? who and I kept thinking like is this like a fucking Lena Waithe production like is this like a fucking (laughs) is Issa Rae gonna pop out or something it's very much like costumes on point hairstyles and stuff on point like scenery on point but now all of a sudden I'm hearing like fucking Doja Cat and like all these female rappers and shit it was just kind of like it was jarring like they could I think that they would have been much I think that the intensity of the story and like the I think the intensity of the story would have been deepened by having more period-appropriate music. Yeah. 
that's just what I think. Okay. <laughs> um, well, one of the, you know, of course, one of the first things that I, I noticed before I ever saw it was like, niggas had a problem with this. Niggas had problems with this. So, um, of course, the movie or the series is about Madam C.J. Walker, who is uh, reported to be the first black self-made millionaire in America. Yeah. And um, this was in a time where I want to say like maybe the 1920s, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, where this is going on. And uh, of course, like she is a, a very, you know, Madam C.J. Walker is portrayed as a very strong willed woman. Uh, a woman who's very determined to, you know, she's got a, she's got a plan. She got something that she wants, and she's going to work her, you know, she's going to work the hardest to get to her goal. Uh, and sometimes it runs afoul of the men in her life, uh, namely her husband, uh, and also the 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 woman who plays Addie um, is who accuses her of stealing her formula for making the uh, the hair product, which she did, which she did. <laughs> Per the movie, I'm I'm not sure that like the uh, the actual history on that. Per the movie though, she she admits I stole your shit or whatever. But one of, like the one of the biggest things that came across were before I ever saw was like I saw brothers had issues with the fact that like you know not an, this is another one of the movies man where not 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 one black man come off looking good man all the black men look like shit or they look weak or something man it's just like a, it's it's a plot man against the black I'm like all right bro, I mean all it's it's a period piece. And truthfully speaking, like it was kind of true to the time where women were seen were, were were expected to behave a certain way, and she was not necessarily behaving in a way traditionally that they saw women to or the she wasn't acting traditionally how she was expected to. Yeah. And um yeah, like yeah, it looks it looks funny to us now because we don't live our lives that way, but well, so some guys, <laughs> some guys. It didn't look funny to me because in in the in the multitude of senses, I think a lot of women we still do live our lives this way. We still do feel this way, and we still are treated this way. Right. the The point that I'm making is is that like for a lot of guys, they will look at this as though it makes them look bad when really they don't necessarily see them. Like they'll see that as bad, you know, bad a bad portrayal. Right. And a woman will look at that like, eh, nigga, kind of accurate. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times men don't necessarily like to have that mirror kind of pointed back up at them to where they're seeing how a woman may see them. And they not they might not necessarily be happy with what they see back, you know, you know, looking back at them. And so... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, it's like when <laughs> there's a movie that comes out about like the Jim Crow era or like KKK, yeah. racist white people... White people are upset about it, but instead of realizing, like, that actually happened, this is a portrayal of the truth. Yeah. This is based on historical facts. <laughs> this is what actually happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're seeing it as, like, this just makes us look bad, but, like, that's this happened. Yeah. It's, it's historical. Like, you can go back and you can read through the history of, like, you know, um, you can read through, the like, the, the, the slave narratives. You can read through the autobiographies. Like, it's always been this thing where, like, there was a, a patriarchal sense of society. Yeah. And that's just what was expected. But then when you see what the patriarchal sense of society looked like to the people who were up under it, mm-hmm. you might not necessarily feel all that much flattered by the reflection that they they have of that. 
And so um, that was one of the biggest things. Like right off top, before I ever saw it, I saw niggas was upset about it. I'm like, All right, so that means I need, I need to watch. But <laughs> like for real, because yeah. I really, like truthfully speaking, like if I see certain if I see certain people mad at certain shit, I'm like, oh, it must be good then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like like if I see certain people, like oh, it must be good because like this nigga ain't shit. But <laughs> for real. Lord. <laughs> no, but um. But like ultimately, like uh, the the story is following Madam C J Walker from like you know trying to sell this the, these hair products out. You know she actually stole the products from Addie and like to prove to her that she could sell it. Yeah, because she didn't think it's like very much the whole like light skin versus dark skin, yeah. um, like the beauty industry, like. European beauty standards, very much that realm of things. Yeah. That kind of Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like not only just the uh like the like the color cast because well yeah, mostly the color cast though. Mm-hmm. Because even like the Gibson girl. Yeah. Uh uh I, well, Madam CJ Walker's husband who was played by uh perpetual bad husband. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Underwood, (laughs) (laughs) who played Charles James Walker, who had this like he was a a, supposed like a marketing exec, and he he wanted to market the products, but he had this vision of this light skin what the uh, what the Walker girl would be like, yeah, and it didn't look like Madam C J Walker, yeah, and that rubbed her wrong in a lot of different ways, Uh, and she kind of rejected that notion. And she was very, like, you know, strong-willed and, like, this is the, the direction or these are the women with whom I want to um, kind of, what's the word that I'm looking for here? Uh, appeal to. Yeah. While, you know, try, while trying to sell this product because, you know, this is the, this is what you would call the, uh, the, the, the European standard of beauty. I'm mm-hmm. not going for that. I'm going for our own thing. I'm not trying to look like them. I'm trying to, like... Damn, I'm I'm losing the words that I'm looking for. I'm trying to accentuate our own beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Yeah, she was just trying to do that. But um, not only was he not shit, but her son-in-law. I mean, as a man, her son-in-law as appeared a man, not to be much of shitty. If either. a movie comes out about your life and that nigga is playing you. <laughs> You know you ain't shit. Like you know you done fucked up. <laughs> Cause god damn. But yeah, like yeah. Her son in law wasn't shit. It was it was very, you know kind of backstabbish. The only entitled. thing that I found did you like Tiffany Haddish in this movie? I think Tiffany Haddish played herself. I think Tiffany Haddish almost always plays herself. Yeah, I think she played herself in this. I liked her in the kitchen though I don't feel like she really played herself in the kitchen <laughs> but I very much feel like she played herself in this movie yeah <laughs> but I don't know I mean what would you rate this I would give this um two and a half and I give it two and a half because yeah like you like you mentioned before like the the musical montages was throwing me. I'm like, bro, why in the fuck are we listening to hip hop music right now in this context? In the 30s and the 40s, like, and even in the 50s, like, why are we, why are we here? Why are we listening to like new age 
whisper girl R&B. Like, why are we here with it? And I also felt like um, if they were going to tell the story, like, um, like, I really feel like this didn't necessarily have to be like a miniseries. Like, if they'd have gave it a real good, like, theatrical kind of treatment, Mm -hmm. then they could have probably did this movie, like, or this series, like, better justice. Like, if they'd have just... Something about it just seemed like they... I felt like they were cutting corners because it was a series. I do feel like they kind of rushed through some, like, kind of more important things, which... And there were some things that probably could have been taken out. Yeah. Then... Uh, would have left room for just like some more important historical things that were like surrounding um, her and you know what her products really did and stuff like that. Like if they would have if they would have focused more on those things, then I feel like maybe it kind of would have felt more fu- full circle to me. But I feel like there's a good like part of it in the middle, and that just feel like the beginning and the end were kind of like yeah, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but what would you give it out of five? I, I'd give it like a two. Okay. I'd give it like a two. I'm not mad that I watched it. Oh, I'm not mad I watched it. I'm not it. mad that I watched it. If it was a movie, I would be mad if I had paid money to go see it. Yeah, I'm but not, I'm not mad I watched it. I won't watch it again. And I... I well, there really wouldn't be any reason to watch it again. Um, like I said... It says like, the man who always buys movies he likes. Yeah. well i wouldn't buy this movie right is what i'm saying like yeah okay it was i saw it okay cool would i buy it no i wouldn't buy it there are certain movies that yes i will buy like a a a marvel film yes that's getting bought you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that's getting bought uh even with the disney plus like most of those movies i already own it's just easier now to just pull them up on disney plus ironically you know fuck but anyway um yeah, I think that's it. Okay, so what are some things that you're kind of excited? Is there anything that you're excited, that you're interested in watching? Um, well, what I'm really excited to watch, I know you're not going to be watching it with me. What is it? Um, The Last Dance uh, docuseries of the Chicago Bulls, uh, you know, last season and, you know, when they were, when we were kings and shit, you know, winning championships and whatnot. Like, I know damn What well. is that something that's coming to the, what is it's that? It's coming on ESPN. It's a 10 part series. It's oh. coming on ESPN. <laughs> Documenting the, uh, you know, the last season of the world champion, uh, Chicago Bulls, uh, with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and Phil Jackson, uh, as a core. But I know you're not going to be watching that with me. Um, that's what I'm excited about. I can't really tell you like anything else that I'm excited to see right now because uh, ain't a whole lot of shit coming out. Um, I'm interested to see t- that movie Tenet with um, John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. It's like ah uh, yeah, I remember that. that I'm trailer. interested to see that. Movie. It might come out straight to the crib. Well, it's supposed to come out in July, so we don't know. Um, there's another a Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. It's coming at some point. Uh, initial supposed to be June fourth, so I don't know <laughs> about that. Um, that's really all I can really think of. I want to watch on Hulu "Little Fires Everywhere." I don't think you probably would want to watch that, but I kind of want to watch it. What it's about? 
Come on, what is it? Is about? it Carrie Washington's in it? You know her and her teeth. Okay. Um, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon is in it. My fave, unproblematic unpro- white. <laughs> um, it's. I'm not really sure what it's about. It's a drama. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna watch it. Um, I want to watch that, but nothing else is really like tickling my fancy. Yeah, I'm gonna need them to start pr- cranking out some more of them first round movies to the crib, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's the other thing, too, right? Before we get off of here. Like, I've been I've been looking through some of the movies that they made available, like, you know, home premiere and stuff. Yeah. Some of these I'm just not real all that excited to see. So let me, um, like. I wanted to watch Harley Quinn, but you'd never wanted to watch that. And um, I don't want to. Now it's like, I don't really want to pay $20 for it now. I mean, we would have been paying $20 anyway to see it. If we went to the show to go see it, right? But, but we didn't because you didn't want to go. I didn't I mean. <laughs> Um, let's see what they got. Uh, damn, how many is it? Yeah, see, they got like Parasite, Knives Out. I heard Knives Out was good, but you know, that's not exactly what those. Uh, it's been a while since that movie came out, it's been yeah. out for some months now. Um, Jumanji, <laughs> Just Mercy, no. Emma. Invisible Man. We saw that. We saw that. Downhill. I still believe uh, that Ben Affleck basketball movie, The Way Back, uh, The Gentleman, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, uh, Call of the Wild, Mm -mm. uh, Onward, Gretel and Hansel, Sonic the Hedgehog, which I heard was pretty good. Onward, we could watch on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, uh, the rhythm section, which we actually were going to go to the movies to see. That I would we like to see. We didn't get like to, to watch see that. that. But I heard it's not very good. The thing is, like now yeah. these movies have been out for a while, and I've been keep seeing like, like I keep seeing that. Um, I haven't really heard anything about the Harley Quinn situation, but I keep seeing a lot of these movies. Like, oh, it's not that good. Yeah, that's you got two point six stars right here, uh, and like a boss. That's mm-hmm. another Tiffany Haddish uh, movie with Didn't Selma we... Hayek and Rose. Oh uh, yeah, I wasn't interested in seeing. Yeah, that. so those are what that's what's like kind of out there right now. But uh, yeah, this has been episode twenty five of the Baywatch Podcast. Let me remind you guys yet again how to get in touch with us here at the Baywatch Podcast. Let your voice be heard. Go ahead and hit up the hotline at area code three one three two eight eight zero four eight five. Leave us those voicemail messages. We will play those messages here on the show and respond to you guys here like. Like right there on the show. Why are we doing this, right? Uh, hit us up on the email at feedback at thespanreport.com. That's feedback at thespanreport.com. Leave us those emails and we will read those emails. We'll reply to those emails here live on the show. Uh, follow me and on Twitter and Instagram. My name on both of those platforms is Mr. Underscore Span. And you can follow my lovely wife. Where, babe? Badbitchesonly.com. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Podcast Bay. <laughs> All right. Shit. Bad bitches. Oh, okay, baby. No. <laughs> um, yeah, do that. Do that. All right. Um, <laughs> hit us up on the website, www.thespanreport.com. Go there. You can listen to replays of the show. You can vote in polls when we put, decide to put a poll up. Uh, you can donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And of course, we appreciate every dime over here at the Span Report Podcast Network and the Baywatch Podcast specifically. And you can also hit us up with a five-star review on iTunes and or Stitch Radio. We really appreciate everybody who goes about the business of doing that. Doesn't cost you a dime. Just a couple minutes of your time to let everybody know why you're rocking with us over here at the Baywatch Podcast. All right. Uh, We will talk to you guys again soon. But until next time, fam, peace. Bye.